the one thing that they always instilled in us was, you know, um, you can have everything in the world um, and you can lose it all, but no one can take away your education. Hello, Titans, and welcome to Fram and Friends, a Cal State Fullerton podcast in partnership with Titan Radio. Yes, we are back on Zoom for today's pod, but no, we have not returned to virtual working and learning. It's just that our next guest happens to be in San Diego, where she's studying to become a medical doctor. But you will soon hear all about that and everything else she's doing as our president and host, Fram Virgie, introduces her. Well, hey, everybody. It's great to see you. Uh, you, I, you can see me. I can't see you, but uh, uh, I like the fact that uh, we, you get to see our faces as part of this. Um, it is so much fun today to be here with uh, someone very, very special, uh, special to me for sure. She is uh, a biochem major, pre-health professional minor and a graduate of 2020. A graduate, yeah, but a 3.93 GPA in biochem. I'm embarrassing the heck out of her. She was a president scholar. She was a, in our university honors program, but she also worked at St. Jude's Hospital during the time she was uh, at Cal State Fullerton. She did cancer research while she was here. She was on the dean's list too many times to count. Uh, multiple scholars award winner. She studied abroad. We'll talk about that. And now... She's studying to be a doctor of medicine. Uh, she's a candidate to be a doctor of medicine at one of the best medical schools in the country, UC San Diego. More importantly to me, she's got an infectious laugh. Uh, she always leaves me smiling. She's a caring and loving human. Uh, and her name is Navita Rao. And how, it's so good to see you, Navita. It's so good to see you. Oh, it's so good to see you too. Oh my gosh, that was way too kind of an introduction. But yes, that is that's a little bit about me, but I'm just so grateful for your guys' support over the four years. I would not be here at San Diego if it wasn't for both of you, um, and especially you, Fram. I, yeah, I wouldn't be standing here. So thank you so much. Well, what we want to do is we want to give a chance to our uh, listeners to get to know you a bit. Um, and there's no place better than to start uh, than, of course, at the beginning. So, Navita, tell us a little bit about uh, where you grew up, uh, mom and dad, about your brothers and sisters, your path to Cal State Fullerton. Yeah. So actually, um, I did not grow up very far from Fullerton. I grew up in Placentia. Um, and so I grew up with my, I have a twin sister. Um, her name is Sam and I have a younger sister, Akila, who is now a sophomore in high school. So crazy. Um, but yeah, so I grew up in Placentia, born and raised my whole life with my parents and my two sisters. Um, and then I went to Valencia high school, which is really, really close. It's actually a 25 minute walk. And I think my junior year or senior year of high school, um, we had a field trip at Pollock library. So we walked, um, and little did I know that I would be ending up at Cal state Fullerton for the past four years. Um, but yeah, from high school, I then decided to attend Cal state Fullerton. So I commuted from home, um, and I was a part of the president scholars program, whereas, whereas, um, you know, which is where I got to meet you um, and a bunch of my other um, close lifelong friends now. Um, but yes, I was 
I've just been in and around Fullerton my, my whole life. So actually moving down to San Diego is the first time I've been out of the house. Um, so that's, this has been a nice change, but Southern California is still Southern California. So it's not too big of a transition. I love it. I love it. So, uh, did you always know that you were going to go to college? Did you always know what you wanted to study? Uh, did you think about going other places? Um, what brought you to Cal State Fullerton as opposed to other places? Yeah. Um, so I think college for me was always something that I had planned. Um, my parents grew up in India and then they came here um, and they created a life for me and my sisters. And the one thing that they always instilled in us was, you know, um, you can have everything in the world um, and you can lose it all, but no one can take away your education. Um, and so something that I grew up with was always having in the back of my mind that I wanted to pursue secondary higher education. So college for me was just kind of a no brainer. I also really liked learning in high school and I was a part of the IB program and the AP classes. But um, so yeah, college was a no brainer in terms of where to go to college. That was something that I could not have really predicted. Uh, I thought that I wanted to go far away. <laughs> I wanted to have a, you know, like go in the dorms, stay that kind of experience. Um, and so actually if I wasn't going to Cal State Fullerton, I would have been at UC Berkeley. Um, and what ultimately changed my trajectory and made my decision very clear was choosing the President Scholars Program here at Cal State Fullerton, as well as the University Honors Program. Looking back, freshman year self did not realize what a blessing this program was. And so I highly encourage everyone, whoever's listening to like look into the um president scholars program because it changed my life and it's the best decision i could have ever made and it was also close to home got to see my little sister grow up um yeah i i am so happy with my decision but yes that would have been the other the other alternative so california was always the home base it was just where in california did i want to go to undergrad um and i ended up choosing here I, obviously, I think it was the best choice, the greatest choice. And uh, uh, for me, a uh, fantastic choice for you to make because then we got to know each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's so many good things about um, Cal State Fullerton. Even though we're a huge campus, our, our classes are small. Super um, small. You're going to yeah. be taught by PhDs uh, as opposed to teaching assistants or graduate students. You get to do student research. I know you did that. You, you got to be close to home, as you said, grow up with your with your uh, little sister. And also, yeah. um, as you said, find your find your folks, find your people, find your your posse, if you will, with the president scholars. I know watching you over the years, that's exactly what you did. So yeah. tell us a little bit about um, your time at Cal State Fullerton. Um, if there's someone listening here and thinking about maybe I should go to Cal State Fullerton, but maybe I should go somewhere else. What would you tell them? What would you tell all those first time freshmen that are on campus? Or for that matter, these days, this year's so weird, our sophomores yeah. who've never been on campus before. Uh, what advice would you give to someone thinking about Cal State Fullerton? Yeah. Um, so something that, you know, really factored into my decision was what kind of support am I going to be getting at an undergrad institution? And regardless of whether you're a part of um, a program like President Scholars or University Honors, as a Titan, being at Cal State Fullerton, you have access to faculty 
left and right. You know, you're being taught by your actual professors. You are in a class size. My biggest class size was maybe 200 students. And that was one class. And that was for my general biology class. Almost all of my classes were less than 50 people. All my honors classes were less than 15. Um, and so I felt like I was able to get a really catered experience at Cal State Fullerton that I that I know a lot of my classmates now here at SD never even experienced in undergrad once. Um, they were, I remember talking to a friend who was at Northwestern and she, even though that's a private undergrad institution, they had class sizes of like 200 to 500 students. Um, I've never experienced that. And I'm sure that's something that, um, you know, is just an experience that's general and normal. But for me, I really appreciated that about Cal State Fullerton. In terms of being at Cal State, the one thing that I would give advice um, um, to like freshmen and sophomores is to get involved, but do things that really speak to you. You don't necessarily have to do everything. Um, but for me, I think what made me feel really great was getting involved with research, which is what I was passionate about, working with um, different organizations on campus, uh, really getting to know your professors, networking in that sense. Um, you know, taking advantage of being in intramural sports or like a club if you wanted to. Um, there are so many cool opportunities, especially during club rush week, during your first, you know, couple, your intro of the semester. I think there's a lot of cool opportunities. I got to meet people just working out at the student rec center um, over time and taking yoga classes, um, explore different classes. I was able to take a cinema class, like a world cinema class. And that was really cool was completely out of my major, but I wanted to do that. And at college, you have the opportunity to take those GEs and take really interesting ones. Um, so just in terms of really making the most of Cal State Fullerton, pick where you're passionate. Um, and even if you don't have any experience in it, see where you can maybe you know, find a club that's involved in that area or talk to a professor that you really find um, has been helpful in your class or you really like their subject area and then the whole world opens and I also decided to really be involved on in campus too like I was a supplemental instruction leader that was really cool to not only work with students that were younger than me but also made me realize that I like teaching and so maybe sometime in the future I could work in academic medicine so yeah getting involved in campus was really really instrumental to making me feel like I was included and that I had a home base at Cal State. Yeah, I can. I, I, that is such good advice. Um, uh, we are a big school. We are. We have 41,000 people. But and, and so a lot of people think I'm going to get lost. But if you find your people, if you find your we have 365 clubs. And if there's wow. not a club in one of those, you can start your own. Yeah. Um, but as you said, intramural sports and films and speakers and all the things that are going on. And I always encourage students think outside your comfort zone. Think oh, yeah. uh, think about something different um, and you will find and, I, you know, you said the whole world would open up and I just see that happening all the time. A student finds what they love. Right now we're doing this with Titan Radio and students who, who experience Titan Radio. I've seen them. The whole the flower opens and it smells beautiful and it looks beautiful. And uh, that's exactly right. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I think the other thing that I one thing that I think is super unique about Cal State Fullerton, and I talked a lot about this during my med school interviews because I truly believe it to be true. 
you get people who are students from all walks of life here, um, whether that's the parent that's taking night classes because they want to further their education and um, have a full family that they also have to take care of, or people like me who came straight out of high school or post-facs who decided, you know what, this field that I'm in right now is not something that I'm fully passionate about. Let me go back to school and, you know, take pre-health classes. Um, a funny story is that my freshman year of undergrad, like my first year of undergrad, I didn't feel like um, I had, you know, set people or friends. And I think it was a hard transition. So that's not something that I'm discounting. I think that even though I'm saying, you know, it's you can find your home base and you're going to have a great time, it does take time. So for those freshmen, sophomores that haven't found that yet, that's okay. It takes time. Um, and it did for me. Um, I think slowly through taking classes and finding people I could study with and then also having the president scholars, I was able to find family and find people. But that also, like I said, takes time. But like, for example, my freshman year, my first friends were postbacks um, that were five to 10 years older than me. And now they are like older sisters and older brothers to me. We went to the UC Davis pre-health conference back in 2017. And that was um, fully funded through the Latino Medical Student Association at CSUF. And fast forward four years later, um, all four of us, at least the four girls that, um, or three older sisters that I consider, um, all three of us are in med school. One of them is actually at San Diego and is a second year. So she's like still here with me, Adriana Solis. Um, and the other one is in dental school and we were on zoom studying. And I was like, wow, it's been four years, but these are the friendships that you make at Cal state and they stick with you. Um, so yeah, it's it's crazy who you'll meet here, how you'll be impacted by people and professors um, and how it carries forward. I love that. OK, so you're 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 talking to all those uh, folks out there who are listening, who are thinking about coming to Cal State Fullerton. Now you've you said something to the, the freshmen and sophomores who are feeling a little uncomfortable because they're trying to find their way. And I love you said, don't worry, you'll find it. It'll happen now. I also know. Um, from knowing you that you were a leader on our campus uh, with the COPE leadership team and the Presence Scholars uh, uh, leadership and supplemental instruction. What was it that sent you toward that, toward gravitating toward being a leader? And what would you say to maybe a sophomore or a junior who's thinking about maybe it's time to step up and be a leader on our campus? Uh, what advice would you give them? I would say go for it especially if someone is telling you, hey, you might be good at this position. I see that you enjoy this. Take that push, take that plunge. Um, for me with, uh, for example, supplemental instruction, I um, took those classes and um, I think I was a supplemental instruction leader for general chemistry. So I took the class and I did well in the class, but I also wasn't necessarily confident in myself to be like, can I teach this? Can I, you know, really be that resource for someone else when I feel like I don't really know everything there is to know about chemistry? And I had people that were friends that were a year above me say, no, listen, you can do this. 
this. If I can do this, you can do this and you will learn as you go. Um, and so I really have to thank the people who were older than me, like within president scholars who are also, pre uh, who are also supplemental instruction leaders or people that, um, you know, were mentors in that sense, mentors and friends that said, Hey, Hey, you can do this. It's not that scary. Apply for it anyway. And if you really don't like it, you can, you know, choose not to do the position. So I think for people who are nervous about whether they're capable, you are capable, first of all. Um, and you'll surprise yourself with adding that role and being able to expand your capacity. Uh, in terms of why I chose doing to be a part of certain leadership positions, uh, I like working with people. And so for me, I thought, you know, I see these people who are in those positions and those leadership positions, and I like the impact that they can have on other people. So can I do something in the organizations that I'm a part of to also have that same impact, but then also be able to see what I'm doing from another side of things. So not only was I able to benefit, for example, from working in the hospital as a Cope Health Scholar um, and getting that side of things, volunteering, but then I was also able to be um, a part of the leadership team where I was able to bring in new health scholars and recruit them and go through the interview process and interview people. And that was a mutual beneficiation, like, relationship because not only did I learn for the future how to interview and how to um, what are people looking for when I'm looking through an application but I also was able to meet people who are just I, I don't think anyone's in a different position I think we're just all in different steps in our journeys right so I was able to meet people who are maybe a step behind me, but the people who are a step above me were able to guide me to that place to begin with. So I think we're always able to help each other out. Um, and my motto is, is, um, you know, if you had to figure things out and it was hard for you, um, I would rather have someone, you know, I would rather be able to tell someone that piece of advice that would save them time and energy. Um, and, you know, sometimes the, the wrong misstep that I made, because I wouldn't, I don't think everyone has to go through the same mistakes, you know? So um, to those people out there, go for it. You, I, I think sometimes when you give back that fulfills you. So, yeah. I love it. Absolutely. Giving, giving definitely makes your heart bigger and makes you feel better. And um, it's a little bit of an adrenaline rush as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. absolutely. So, look, I have, we have to go here because, um, you know, I was a political science and sociology major. And if you, if anybody ever told me, think about biochem, I would have, I would have got probably broke out in hives and needed to go to the doctor. Right. <laughs> so explain this kiddo i mean the motivation <laughs> your love of science where did it come from how did you discover it um, how did you know this was your passion you know what actually before i found the love of science i thought i was going to go into history and political science so um it was a kind of full 180 uh and i didn't really figure out that i liked medicine or science until maybe my senior year of high school um and i really credit that to having great professors which is another plug for cal state Fullerton because i truly think that if you have a you can have a love for a subject but a truly great professor, the ones that are inspiring and make you excited about a subject can change your trajectory completely. Um, 
so my my junior year of high school, um, my mom actually went over to India and was my 19 year old cousin at the time's kidney donor. Um, and so my 19 year old cousin at the time, Sindhu was diagnosed with, um, double kidney failure. So she was put on dialysis three times a week, uh, and each day was six to seven hours. So she went from being seemingly healthy to then being very, very close to death, um, in a very short amount of time. And I think, you know, that that's from a whole host of unknown reasons, but it wasn't caught enough or early enough because of a lack of, you know, like annual preventative care and physical checkups. Um, and so my mom ended up going over for support and then ended up finding out that she was a kidney donor match and then donated her kidney. Um, and so during my sophomore year, junior year of high school, she was gone for four months. Um, and so from hearing about the case over the phone and talking to her, um, also coupled that with a biology class that I was taking at the time that where we went over parts of like physiology and um, just the basic sciences, I was like, wow, this stuff is really interesting. Um, and also the way that these physicians are able to alter someone's, you know, health and well-being from a surgery, from a transplant surgery, um, and to be able to save my cousin um, on behalf of all of the science that's going on was really interesting to me. So that kind of turned my head to science um, as well as I, I felt really comfortable in those classes. I think my brain works pretty analytically. And so for me, that was something that I was like, okay, maybe science and the sciences, biology, chemistry could be a good option for me. Um, let me explore this side of things. And if I don't like it, then I can always switch my major whatnot. So when I was choosing <laughs> majors at Cal State Fullerton, though, um, it was actually kind of funny. I, I want to say that I chose biochem for some sophisticated reason, but in all honesty, there was biology and biochemistry, and I didn't really want to take ecology and evolution, so I chose biochemistry. <laughs> I also didn't want to take plant biology. I'm so sorry to all the plant biologists. Um, but I was just like, mm, I'd rather do some stuff that's more like molecular. So I chose biochem. And for the first year, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if I like chemistry. Like the last time I took chemistry was freshman year of high school. And I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and then I found out that it was like the perfect major for me. And I love biochem and I will try and convince everyone to do biochemistry. So, yeah. Wow. Well, obviously you had some great high school help, which is really, and, uh, what an amazing, uh, motivator to have mom, uh, donate her kidney like that and, 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 and pique your interest and your love for science, but also to see what that can do to help people, which is an amazing thing. And I know that's part of who you are and your DNA. So now you get to Cal state Fullerton and what you got to do at Cal State Fullerton, which I really encourage our students to do, um, is you got to do some research with uh, with faculty. You got to do some real uh, research and work, um, which is, again, something that I think sets us apart and gets you ready for your career. So uh, was academic research something you knew you would do coming in? How did you get involved? Um, what did you do? And what would you suggest to our listeners that are students that might want to do research? Yeah, sure. Um, so 
you know, being pre-med comes with, I, I kind of went in knowing, okay, if I want to explore medicine, let me try and see what that pre-med path looks like and what, you know, would be helpful, what would not be helpful. Um, I also wasn't set on being a physician. So I was thinking, okay, maybe research might be a great option. So I kind of already came in thinking I would want to be involved with research. Um, I think it depends on which major you are a part of and when you can get involved, but I think you can get involved pretty early on. And I think that's the great thing about Kelsey Fullerton is I was able to be involved as early as, you know, my second semester of freshman year, if I really wanted to. Um, and so for me, I actually got started with research the beginning of my sophomore year, my sophomore year of college. So it was relatively early. Um, and I, the way that I got involved was I kind of looked at the department that I was in. I looked at faculty, like the department website, which is the chemistry and biochemistry department. And I looked at all of the faculty, um, like research little mini bios. And initially I didn't necessarily see anything that I even knew like what they were talking about. Cause sometimes with these science research faculty profiles, their research is so, um, it's incredibly intricate. And I also had no idea what half of the stuff meant. Um, and so, you know, I think uh, what Cal State's uh, CBC department did really well is I believe it was my sophomore, no, no, my freshman year, uh, fall or spring semester, they had a um, meet the professors or like meet a lab day. And so that department hosted where they had a bunch of the faculty from uh, chemistry and biochemistry give a little intro about their research. Uh, and you were able to kind of see, okay, is this something that would interest me? Is this division of chemistry something that I would like? And even if your department doesn't have that, you can look on the websites, you can email professors. I think what I did was I saw certain parts of research that I wanted to do. For me, I always like seeing something that has a broader term impact and especially within health because I was interested in health. Um, and so, there was a professor that I um, saw on the research website that was interested in medicinal biochemistry. And I thought, okay, that would be a good application. And then um, I think having faculty, even in your earlier classes, like your prereq classes, if you get to know them and you get to talk to them about what you're interested in, they can always look out for you and reach out to you and say, hey, I see this professor is doing this research. I know what your interests are. Maybe you should talk to them and see if you can do research with them. So that's exactly what happened. Um, my freshman year, I had a general chemistry professor, Dr. Gonzalez. I really love her still. Um, she was my Chem 128 professor. And I remember talking to her in office hours one time about how I, in the future, want to get in involved in medicinal kind of research. And my sophomore or my second year, Oh my gosh, I'm getting this mixed up. My freshman spring semester, um, I was no longer in her class, but I kept in touch with her. I was in Chem 120B, the next class over. And at that meet a lab or meet a professor day, she came up to me and said, hey, we just hired a new professor uh, for our chem and biochem department. He's coming from San Francisco State. His name is Dr. Billingsley. And from the research that I saw that he's involved with when I interviewed him, I think you would really enjoy that you should reach out to him. And so I actually reached out to him in the summer before he came 
to Cal State Fullerton. And I was in his organic chemistry class that following semester in the fall. And then I just kind of pestered him until he would let me join. <laughs> and I think um, after that semester, he he told me that because of my persistence, because I was like, listen, I would really like, can I help you set up your lab? I would love to read a research paper of yours. That that's why he was like, I really wanted you to be a part of my lab because I knew you were truly interested. Um, and so I think advice for people getting involved is even if you get that first email saying, you know, we don't have space right now, or um, how about we come back next semester? Follow up on that because more often than not, that shows that you're really interested and um, professors can see that and you can go from there. So um, a long drawn out spiel, but I loved research. I think everyone should get involved in it. And even if it's not something that you end up doing long-term, like the research that I ended up doing is not something that I necessarily might do right now in medical school, but it taught me so much about my major and the practical applications of things that I would never take away from that. Love it. Love yeah, it. I love it. Especially what you said about persistence at a big university like this, it is so important to have that skill set because you're not always going to just walk right in and yeah. get exactly what you need. And I will say Fram often tells students, I will help you in the future. I will be there for you. Knock on my door. And not as many do that as you think. You did. <laughs> you did. Yes. And it made a difference. It does. And so I, I guess the what I got out of what you were saying is when someone cracks the door a little bit, kick it open. Yeah. And I have to follow that advice still because it's scary. I think, you know, sometimes I can be like, yeah, no, just go for it. But in your head, you start thinking, oh my gosh, but am I really capable or will this person actually you know, take that time. And they do because, um, when you ask, um, a lot of times it's received so well and, um, people want you to succeed here. People want you to do well. People want you to explore your passions. And so, um, you know, more often than not, they're more than willing to work with you. So I think the first time I met you was probably your freshman year. And, uh, uh, at a present scholars uh, uh, meeting. And I knew that you were standing around with a bunch of biochem majors and I was, uh, uh, I was blown away by all of you and you were all great. But I knew, I asked everybody, what do you want to do? And they all said, you all said, we want to go to med school. Yeah. So here you are. I know. I mean, I know from talking to you along the way that just the journey to get to med school was a journey in and of itself. And I think I experienced something like that for law school. You know, you, you, you work so hard, you take all the exams, you do as well as you could in um, undergrad, you make all the applications, you don't know where anything's going to end up. And then you finally get there. And for me, when I got to law school, I was sort of like, okay, now what? I mean, I made it, but I'm not sure whether I belong here. I'm not sure whether I, uh, this is the right thing for me. So you're an old pro. You've been in med school for two months now. So I far, don't have well, anything figured out still. So it's yeah. okay. I still feel it. <laughs> I feel what that are your thoughts? If, if there are students who are thinking about going to med school, did you get a good preparation at Cal State Fullerton? What should they be thinking about? Well, what would you say to them? Oh my gosh. Um, 
first of all, thank you for uh, affirming how I'm feeling right now, because let me tell you, it uh, it definitely has been a very big transition. Um, but you're right. Getting to medical school was a huge process and it was a huge journey. And a um, huge I, accomplishment. Yeah. Huge accomplishment. And I have to remind myself, all of us have to remind ourselves of that because it took work to get here. And now there's a lot more <laughs> work, but we have to, you know, sometimes I'm sitting at like right now I'm in our cardiology block and I'm sitting looking at all of these, you know, drugs that directly affect like heart failure and blood thinners and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm here right now. I did not realize that I would be here. Um, and it's, and it's affirming in that sense. Um, I think in terms of being prepared for, uh, medical school, I was 100% prepared. I could not have chosen a better school to get to the place that I'm at right now. Right now. So, at, so at UCSD, we have 140 um, in our incoming class, of which 111 of us came from California um, undergrads. And of that, I think there's maybe, maybe, 20, 15 to 20 of us that went to a CSU. Everyone else went to a UC. Um, but let me tell you, we're all still here. So um, there are people from all over. Um, there are people from Harvard, from Stanford, from Berkeley, from San Diego, from LA. And there is one of me and it's from Cal State Fullerton. Um, and so let me tell you, your school and where you start does not determine where you end up. It's what you do at the school that counts. And it's what the school can do for you. And Cal State Fullerton not only allowed me to do all the things that I did, but it gave me the confidence to do them and prepared me very well um, for medical school. Now, um, am I still struggling? Yes, because everyone does here. It's medical school. So I'm trying to remind myself that, um, you know, we're all capable and we're all meant to be here. But if you are at Cal State Fullerton and you have no idea where to start, um, but you want to go to medical school, trust me, I was in that same position. My parents are not physicians. I'm the first one to be here um, at a U.S. medical school. Um, and a lot of the information advice that I got was from the people around me and at Cal State Fullerton. Uh, I had a lot of support through friends, through people who were older than me, through professors encouraging me saying, you can do this. Uh, from mentors like Bram saying, you can do this. Um, yeah, I, I think that in, in summation, um, I'm here and I look back and it was a really, really tough journey. I'm not saying that taking classes at one of the schools that's the hardest to get an A in <laughs> is easy, but we, that, that just goes to show how great our academics are and that, um, here, what you earn is what you earn. Um, I had to earn my grades. I had to learn all the material. And by doing so, I have a really good foundation for moving forward. Love it. Love it. So, so why do you want to be a doctor? Mm. What, what is it that excites you about, you know, Julie, my, for my wife, you know, Jules, she, yes. her dad was a doctor and uh, he was a surgeon and he was wow. a, a hero in my head because of everything that he did in his life. 
Um, and so I, I fantasize that it would be great to be a physician, but in reality, I know I, that's not, that's not who I am. Why do you want to be a doctor? What is it that excites you about it? Mm. So, you know, I, when, when you're going through all the classes and the lectures, you have to remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and a lot of times what really resonated as to why I want to be a physician, um, as opposed to another field within medicine is the fact that you get to use your intellect, um, and your brain to learn about the most beautiful, complex, perfect machine in this world, which is a human body. Um, and as you go deeper and deeper, like I'm learning about how veins have little veins inside them to supply the blood flow and oxygen for the veins to supply the rest of your body. Um, and, and as detailed and as small as you can go, you can also go so complex and outwardly. Um, and it, it's just fascinating to me. It's beautiful the way the human body works and in, in conjunction with each other, um, how you get to impact people on a real time scale is something that I always feel so fulfilled by. Um, when I was working as a tech, as an EMT, I had a very bare bones scope of practice. I don't know nearly as much as a physician or a nurse or um, anyone in their given fields, but being able to work with people and hear people's stories, whether that was painful, whether that was, you know, consoling them through a death, whether that was helping in real time doing chest compressions and saying, saving someone's life, um, um, that's fulfilling. And knowing that, knowing what I treat you clinically, but I'm also going to be there for you as a person. And I like that idea of being a physician, being able to be a healer in all different aspects and also use my, my like position as a physician, um, to be able to do other things in life as well, whether that's teaching and being a mentor or, um, you know, like traveling and being able to give care outside of here in the U S. But I think being a physician for me was my way to love my combine my love of working with people and directly impacting people in a way that I know that I can be successful, which is um, using my mind to be able to come up with clinical decisions and then be able to care for them in a way that's tangible as well. So what, what excites you the most about being a physician and what scares you the most? Hmm. What excites me is that I'll be able to have this depth of knowledge to be able to help people. But that's exactly what scares me too, is like, I'm responsible. <laughs> like I'm responsible for taking care of people. When I walk into the room, people are going to be looking at me to be able to extend to them answers and care. Um, and that is a really big responsibility uh, that I'm only starting to realize now. But when I look at people who are my physicians and I see how much trust that I have towards them and how much care that I feel when I'm um, around a good physician, um, 
that's something that I aspire to. And I also aspire to be that person to someone who um, doesn't necessarily have a voice in this, you know, where we live or people who are under-resourced, who have, um, who have been, you know, always marginalized. So I think that's something that um, I'm excited for. I'm excited to give care, but I'm also nervous about being responsible <laughs> for that care. I get it. All right. Completely changing the subject. While you were at Cal State Fullerton, you also studied abroad. You went mm-hmm. to Paris. And I know when you went to Paris, you went to London and uh, traveled. And then you also uh, did a fact-finding trip to Israel. Um, while mm-hmm. you, so for those students who are thinking about studying abroad and how that might be something they should do, but they're maybe a little uh, nervous about it and not sure whether it's a good idea, talk about that. Yeah. Um, first of all, I think that everyone should study abroad. Um, if, especially if you have the means to, I think, um, one thing that I was privileged to be able to do was to have the accessibility to pay for an intercession class and study abroad. Um, I recognize that that may not be, um, you know, an affordable option for everyone that is at Cal State or even at another school. But that being said, um, that was something that I prioritized coming into undergrad. I knew that I love traveling. I love learning about different cultures. I, I knew that it would enrich my education so much. Um, and I wanted an excuse to find a way to travel as well. Um, and, and also like learn in that environment. And so what better way to do that than to be able to study abroad, take a class that also fulfills part of my, um, my degree requirements. So I ended up taking, um, my upper div writing requirement in Paris, um, with Dr. Lana, uh, Lana Daly. Uh, and she was amazing. Um, so we actually, um, I went with another girl in the President Scholars uh, class. Uh, her name is Jessica. She's still my best friend um, from Cal State. Um, but yeah, so I I knew coming into Cal State Fullerton that I wanted to find a way to fit in studying abroad. And even if you have a really busy schedule, even if you're pre-med or you have to fit in requirements, you can find a way. I worked with the study abroad office to see if I could find a way to study abroad. It wasn't a full semester, but I still had four weeks um, in Europe where I was able to you know, fulfill that. Um, there's also outside study abroad resources if you don't want to go through Cal State Fullerton. So that's where I actually did that fight, fact-finding trip to um, Israel and the Palestinian Authority, which was with students from Chapman University and UCI as well. Um, and so that was a funded program that was through the Jewish Federation of Orange County. Um, and that was to learn uh, about the Israeli and Palestinian conflict that's currently um, and has been ongoing and kind of grapple with those um, that, you know, kind of conflict. And so um, I, I think it's a wonderful opportunity to get to know a different culture outside of your own, to be able to step into uh, just a small piece of how people live in other areas. It opens your eyes um, to give you a better perspective, um, to know that you don't know everything and that your worldview is just one of many. Um, 
you get to see beautiful places. You get to travel, eat good food. I did not know anyone besides Jessica that was going, but even if Jessica wasn't going, I would have gone um, still on my own. Uh, and I met 18 people uh, from all over Cal State. We all were different majors, uh, all different years. And um, those people, we were bonded by that experience of being there for three weeks. I met them that first day and we still keep in touch. Um, two of those people met on that trip and got married. So um, they had, I think, their first date in Paris. I was like, wow, I wish that happened to me. But um, yeah, you never know what's going to happen on a study abroad trip. Um, but it happened for them. And um, yeah, it was a wonderful experience. I think that was easily one of the best decisions I made at Cal State Fullerton and one of my funnest experiences as part of uh, like going through Cal State Fullerton because everything was transferable. Everything was with um, your Cal State Fullerton students. So you already had that bond and then you're now in a different country exploring. So I think that was wonderful. So highly recommend if you, if you have the means please try and study abroad. It, and it was a great topic to talk about for all of my interviews. So if you think it's going to detract, it's not, it actually attracts. <laughs> and then I will tell students who are listening, uh, potential students and students, even if you don't think you have the means explore, because there are so many scholarships and so many yes. opportunities yes. Cal State yes. for students to study abroad if they want to, um, even if they don't think they have the means and study abroad doesn't have to be Europe. It could be South America. It can be Mexico, mm -hmm. Canada, or even another part of this country. You don't have to go out of the country. You can go somewhere else. So those things are all amazing things to do. It could be a week. It can be a semester. It can be a year. Uh, but that it, 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 it is an amazing experience and it is irreplaceable in your life. So, uh, Nevada, thank you so much for actually encouraging that. Um, yeah. And don't let the, yeah, don't let the financial means stop you from exploring the world around you because yes, like you said, there are so many scholarships. Um, there are research programs that are, you know, out international and within the country that I was applying for as well during my time at Cal State. Um, so yeah. And, and your faculty will know a lot of those things. So you can also ask them and more often than not, they can point you in the right direction. And I love this because I get to ask you these questions um, because uh, a student would be when I first listed all the things that you did, they would say no one could do all those things that in, in, in the four years that we're here. Now, we've talked about research, president scholars, studying abroad, working hard in your major. But at the same time, you're doing all these things. I know you're also volunteering. You were also engaged in service. I know that you worked for the homeless ministry. I know that uh, Santa Ana Medical Health Association and the thrift shop um, for Friends Church of Yorba Linda. So clearly you are a missional person that wants to give. So that's a, and how do you find time? I mean, what I always tell people is you got to make the time. Yeah. Um, so something that I think always grounded me was, um, my faith and spirituality. And also I think, um, even if you're not religious or spiritual, I think giving back, um, to your community helps you connect to your community and where you're from. But it also, like I said, fulfills you, uh, because you're giving something of yourself that can be a tangible benefit for, to someone else. 
Um, and so I think from early on, my parents always instilled in giving back to your community and also, you know, lifting up the people that are um, in the most need within your community, because there's always people in your backyard that need help. Um, and there's always something that you have and um, that you can give. And, you know, I have to continually remind myself how blessed I am to be in the position that I'm at. And, you know, a lot of times when you're volunteering or giving back, um, that in and of itself can remind you. Um, and so, you know, I was already plugged in to my local community church. Um, and so I continued kind of volunteering and serving through there. But also through uh, a lot of your, a lot of the Cal State Fullerton clubs, um, a lot of the clubs have outreach and service events. And if you have some free time, go. Because a lot of the Orange County partnership organizations that work with Cal State Fullerton or um, organizations at Cal State Fullerton partner with uh, can directly help you link to your community. And so I know part of um, our program at the President's Scholars Program was to do um, a couple of community service events. So I remember um, there's an organization on campus called Best Buddies, and we did a Best Buddies prom where we, we were able to pair up with um, a buddy and have that same prom experience that we had in high school uh, for uh, someone who may not has not or may not have had that same prom experience. And that was really fun or doing beach cleanups at Huntington beach. You get a beach day out of that. And you also get to clean up your community, uh, working at the soup kitchen, Mary's soup kitchen in orange County as well, um, was really great because you get to serve our unhoused and homeless population and also, you know, commune with them. A lot of times we don't have that opportunity and you get to hear people's stories and see that a lot of times we are all the same in terms of having the same emotions and things that we go through and hearing someone else's life story can always enrich yours. So I think I made time for it because it filled me. It wasn't something that I had to make time for because I, I think I felt like I, I needed that in my life. And so um, I kind of built around that as well. So if that gives a little bit of perspective, but also if you have some free time, um, I know a lot of the organizations that um, a lot of students are a part of, whether that's a pre-professional society or a, you know, just some sort of club within your major, they'll always have community service events. And if you go for a couple of hours, I think you'll find that it's, it's a really positive experience. Yeah. And I think I would even argue that it's, it's not uh, extracurricular, it's co-curricular. It, yeah. Exactly what you're doing in the classroom is complemented in these other endeavors and people might be worried, mm -hmm. oh, my GPA might go down. I would argue it probably goes up. Yeah. You, you know, you use, you use two words that are absolutely applicable, grounded and blessed, because that's what it does. It grounds you in who you are and, and that we're part of this, great humanity together and it blesses you over and over by the opportunity to give yourself away to others. There's no bigger blessing in this world than that. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We're, we're, I know we're getting close to the end. So I want to ask us a couple of quick questions. First of all, sure. part of Cal State Fullerton and the part you would like to change the most. I'm sorry, that kind of broke up a little bit. What was the first part? 
What's the best part of Cal State Fullerton and the thing that you'd like to change the most? Ah, okay. Um, the best part of Cal State Fullerton uh, was the community and the people. The thing that I would like to change about it, this is tricky. Haven't really thought about this one. Um, I would say maybe I was blessed to have uh, priority registration and stuff. So that was really easy for me. But I guess accessibility to um, classes as well as, you know, maybe more um, accessibility to scholarships. But I think that there's a lot of things that you can look up and build in. But um, yeah, I would say I would say just that. Right. Okay. Um, the last time I saw you in person was at graduation, which was a year late oh, for yeah. you. And yes. <laughs> you and Aaron came and your full regalia and your masks. And it was one of the biggest blessings I had that whole time. So what did it mean to actually get to come back to Cal State Fullerton, back to campus, to cross that stage when you didn't think that was going to happen? Oh, it was so great. Um, I think I didn't allow myself to fully celebrate what an accomplishment graduating uh from Cal State was for me um, because I went straight from finals to applying for medical school um, and working. So I, I didn't really celebrate that. And so I think having the opportunity for all of us to go back and walk um, was huge. And I think for a lot of us, we didn't realize that sometimes, you know, this is not just for us, but it's for our families. Um, and so for whether it's you being the first person in your family to graduate um, or for your family members who you never, no day is guaranteed. Um, and so I know something for me, even looking back and reflecting is these milestones count so much and um, celebrating in those moments really matter. We had um, a friend, a fellow president scholar whose mom passed away shortly after graduation. Um, and so knowing that that was one of those big milestones that she was able to celebrate with her mom, um, that gives a huge meaning to how much graduation meant to all of us. Okay. I love that. All right. We call this the lightning round. You've got to answer these questions cool. fast. So here we go. You ready? Okay. Favorite movie. Oh, um, 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 hidden figures. Okay. Favorite song. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, close to you, the carpenters. Ooh. Okay. Are hot dogs, hamburgers, or tacos? Oh, um, I would say tacos. Okay. Dogs or cats? Cats all the way. I love my cat. <laughs> Favorite place in Orange County? There's a place called Montage Laguna Beach, um, and it has public access to beach resorts. That beach is beautiful, Laguna Beach. Okay. Favorite book? Um, I just read one. It's called The Five People You Meet in Heaven uh, by Mitch Album. I really liked that book. And then Little Women is my favorite classic. All right. And then the thing that you're most scared of? Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't really like anything jumping out at me. I get startled quite easily. So um, any sort of scary movie that has that is a no-go. It's very entertaining to watch me, though. Okay. And then the thing that will always make you smile? 
my family and my cat. There you go. All right. Well, listen, saying family, you've met one of my favorite people. She's always smiling and she always makes me smile. Um, so excited when, when you graduated and, and I got to be with you was one of the best times when you and Aaron showed up. Um, so glad you came back. So very, 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 and a hundred more varies proud of you and who you are and everything you're going to be. Um, and I'm getting old. I'm going to need you. So make sure you become that doctor and take care of me. Okay. I, I will do my best to be the best provider. Thank you for supporting me all throughout this journey and being there for my white coat ceremony. We got a long way to go. We got a long way to go together. Oh yeah. All right, dear. Thank you so much. So good to see you. Thank you, Titan family. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, listen to the, the lessons learned and all the things that she said, because they are really going to help your Titan journey. Take care and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Fram and Friends, a collaboration between Titan Radio and Cal State Fullerton. For more episodes like the one you just heard, visit titanradio.org.